around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us. We've got great things to share with you. It's Wednesday, and we're going to talk to you about some wonderful things that we know from God's Word will help you and just give you some tools that will uh, encourage you to use them and, and be more productive and fruitful in your faith life and prayer and see things happen like never before. Uh, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about um, the spirit of terrorism and terrorists are demo- demons and demonically inspired. And um, you can go back and listen to those two podcasts prior to that. In fact, any others that we've done over the last several months at Terry Mize Ministries dot org. They're all archived there for you. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. You're just all that information is right there available to you. Also on the website, we have products and things there that you can uh, purchase and see if there's anything there that would be of help to you. Uh, Terry just uh, did a, a new CD that we offered uh, free for you in the month of May that was um, called Truth Versus True. And then we're going to be offering one here in the month of June that'll help you understand really what the spirit of terrorism is and show you how to uh, really believe and understand. It's understanding, like the book of Proverbs says. It's just that spirit of understanding and knowing uh, the generation that you live in and the purpose for why you are here doing the work of God. And all that's in that in those uh, teaching um, times that we did and at the CDs that Terry taught in the different churches that really seemed to be of tremendous help and breakthrough uh, for the churches that we ministered in in the month of May. We were gone about five weeks and seven churches ministered, and the, that information will be so helpful to you. And then don't forget about always just simply going to terrymines.com. All the all of the um, web oh, I'm sorry all of the podcasts are there each week for you to listen to. That's where they come up first, and you can just uh, avail yourself to those. And we're always happy to share with you that information. And if you have any questions, comments, or needs, or prayer requests, or uh, purchase orders, they're always there for you at our office here in Tulsa. So let's just continue on. And darling, you just begin to share with them whatever you'd like to have. Uh, the people begin to think about here today from the Word of God. Well, sure. I mean, I want you to know, first of all, we're delighted that you join us on the podcast. And uh, we get such good uh, reports and testimonies from people listening to the podcast and enjoying it and how it's helped them, how it speaks into their lives. And, and uh, you know, we've got partners and, and friends that we've had for, well, some we've had for decades and decades, and people that uh, send money on a monthly basis and people that pray for us on a regular basis and uh, help us do missions around the world. And, and I just want you to know we appreciate you. We, That's we're, right. we're, uh, we're partners together. We're literally partners together. That's right. And the Word of God says uh, David made the statements that those that stay home by the stuff get the same reward as those that go down to battle. So we've talked about that before in the areas of partnership. But I just want you to know that we appreciate you. We're, we're, we say a lot of times we're forever indebted to our partners, people that That's pray right. for us, people that send uh, finances and, uh, and partner with us financially. And, and uh, so we, we appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. Thank you for being a part of missions. And thank you for tuning into these these podcasts. I believe that they're a blessing to you, Renee. And I've said many times we're, we're excited about doing them because you can just get them for free, uh, right. free for nothing. And uh, in, in all those years that, uh, that, that Jackie and I and then Renee and Dean were just struggling and trying to get the word 
uh, and we'd travel to all these conventions and, and read all these books and listen to all these tapes and and uh, that costs a lot of money. But now here you can just go to the podcast, just terrymise.com right. or terrymiseministries.org and just tell us to talk and shut up and turn us on and turn <laughs> us off and just uh, get the word anytime you want to. And so we, right. we have a good time making these podcasts. We we like ministering to you and talking to you about the things of God. And and a uh, uh, scripture has been on my heart the last few weeks because of all this terrorist stuff. And, and, and I mean, terrorism has been going on longer than that, but... But just the last few weeks with the attacks uh, in London, uh, attacks in Paris, uh, uh, just continued attacks. Um, it, it just, um, there, there's a scripture over in Isaiah 50, uh, 55, excuse me, 54. And uh, a scripture that I've prayed over my kids and grandkids. And I know Renee's prayed over her kids and grandkids uh, all their lives. It says that, that all your children shall be taught of the Lord yes. and great shall be the peace of thy children. That's and we've right. prayed that over those my kids and grandkids all of their lives and said, Father, uh, our children, because the Amplified said that our children be disciples of the Lord, taught and obedient to the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed that's composure. It. You know, they're, they're not supposed to be disturbed. They're supposed no, to have right. undisturbed uh, composure. Uh, it right. should be great is the peace of your children, not great is the fear of your children, great is the torment of your children, great are the problems of your children, but to pray over them and declare that great shall be the peace of my children, and my children uh, will have undisturbed composure. And then he goes on to say in verse 14, right. he says, now in righteousness you shall be established. established. Boy, that's, got a, that, that's, that's good news for me. In that's righteousness, right. in right standing with God, you shall be established. And then he makes this statement, you shall be far from oppression, mm-hmm. for you shall not fear. And from terror, or the spirit of terrorism, for it shall not come near thee. Now listen to that. You shall be far from oppression. You're not going to be oppressed. All this oppression, depression, fear, you'll, not, you'll be far from oppression. You shall not fear. And from terror, for it, it shall, shall not, not come, come near thee. Now, right. verse 15 is a real eye-opener. It says, uh, it says, Behold, or look, or pay attention, or listen to me, they shall surely gather together. Listen, they shall surely gather together. Well, who's the they he's talking about? He's talking about fear and terror. That's right. He says, Now listen, fear and terror will surely come. They surely will come. They surely will gather together. But then he goes on to say, But not by me. But not by me. Fear doesn't come from me. Terror doesn't come from me. He says, They surely will gather together. Fear and terror will come after you, but they're not from me. And who said and he said, And whosoever shall gather together against you shall fall for your sake. Hallelujah. That's just some good news right there, Renee. It sure is. That's awesome. That's some good stuff that we've prayed over our kids, over our grandkids, over our partners, over ourselves. You know, fear and terror does come. Man, just turn on the TV. There it is. Right there. Just look on the Internet. There it is. Fear and terror has come, and it's coming against us, but we just stop and smile and say, yeah, but it's not from God. No, that's yeah, right. but it's not from God. We know God's not going to God be part said, of God our said, problem. God said, but it's not from me. That's it's right. not from me. And I got a little inside tip for you. Uh, whosoever, fear and terror, shall gather against you, they'll fall for your sake. Hallelujah. Now, that's good. That's good news. Then he goes on in verse 17. It says, for no weapon. How many thousand times have you said that? How many tens of thousands of times have you said that? For no weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No gun. No knife. No bomb, no IED, right. no weapon, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue, tongue that rises, rises against you in judgment, you, you shall condemn. 
That's and right. And he says, this is the heritage. This is your heritage. That's right. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their and righteousness, righteousness is, is of me, me, saith the Lord. Now, that's just some good news. Well, and it's so simple, too, Terry. I mean, I don't know how much plainer anybody would want to have it. Yeah, how are you going to try to interpret that yeah. some other way? <laughs> now, Brother Terry, here's how I interpret that. No, you yeah. shut up. You, I don't yeah, need an interpretation. Right. I just read it. No, and that's exactly right. And I think that gives Christians such a level of dignity out of, out of those verses that says that, that those things are going to gather together. And it's not by, by me, says the Lord. It's going to be, you know, they're doing it. And that your righteousness is of me. And there's no reason to be afraid, no reason to feel inferior, no reason to feel like you've lost uh, your authority. I mean, this is the fact. It's, this is a declarative statement from yeah, the yes, Word of is. God. But you know, it's something no you weapon. have to appropriate. Right. You have to go after you know, when it. You, you, say, when you say it. these things, Things, then immediately somebody that's been hurt right, or that's right. lost somebody sure. uh, immediately says, well, you're attacking me. You're saying I didn't have any faith. You're saying my, my <laughs> loved one didn't have any faith. No, 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 no. It's, it's like that attack in, uh, uh, in the concert in London a few weeks back. Right. Uh, I'm not saying those people didn't love God. I'm not saying those people right. were, were, were not Christians. I don't know them. Right. Uh, I'm not judging them. Right. But I'm talking about we have to appropriate those things. It's not just kind of an automatic, uh, like walking under an apple tree and the ripe apples fall and hit you in the head. It's no, something we right. have to put on. Well, that's and, why God said, put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. Well, You've got right. it. I've issued it to you. Now put it on. And Paul said, you know, even the great apostle Paul, he said there in Philippians, I press towards the mark right. of the prize of right. the, law. the The word of God, the promises of God, the declarations of our authority and our position in Christ Jesus are the gold standard. That's right. what, that's the target we're right. heading to. Paul didn't always say he hit it all the time. No. He didn't say, he Hey, said, I've hit the mark and now I'm retired. Yeah, right. You know, now no. I'm resting. No, 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 no. He's I'm pressing toward it. And, and the, and the faith lifestyle and inheritance of the promises of God lifestyle, quote unquote, is a learned behavior. And we're all at different growth stages of what we're learning and what we're actually doing. And as one minister said, we're most of us are educated beyond our level of, of activity in yeah. it. You know, we know more scriptures than we're and actually living in. But it's so important to start and not quit. Do not quit. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't let somebody's question of, of well, I had, I believe God and it didn't work for me. Say, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened in right. that, in that regard, that's such a but trap. I know, that's such a I, trap. I know what I've got to do right now. Yeah. And that's all I've got to do is what's right in front of me. And I want to pursue this and I'm going to believe God with you that you'll get the answers you need and that we're both going to grow and just, there's a way to handle it. But on the other hand, you can't be deterred by an argument of somebody wondering no, why and, it didn't work for them. Let me say this: you can't if you don't watch out. Past failures will produce future fears. That's so good. Let me Boy, say that right. again: past failures will produce future fears. If that's you don't right. watch out, if you've had a failure, a yeah. faith failure, right. uh, uh, the, the next time something comes along, the devil brings fear and says, "You know what? It didn't work last time. It yeah. didn't work last time. It didn't work last. Time. I got you last time. It didn't work last time." Mm -hmm. And so it brings a, a fear, a terror, a torment. Well, that's worth the whole broadcast today, you know, that if people yeah, don't let don't past let failures yeah. produce future fears. And because, you know, I remember, Renee, way back years ago, I mean, decades and decades ago, when I when I began to go into churches and and, uh, and preach and partner churches would invite me to come preach and and uh, to, to speak into the lives of their people. And, and I remember sometimes I'd get up and I'd tell stories about raising the dead. And uh, and then I'd feel uh, uh, just uh, something in my spirit, like a pain and I realize that somebody out there has lost somebody. Mm -hmm. And so they're out there hurting. 
and and so it got to it got to the point when that happened to me several times. I almost wanted to quit telling those stories. Right. You know, it's like, sure. oh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. Right. So I'm just not going to tell these great, wonderful, marvelous testimonies. And then, of course, that would have been a trap of the devil to get me mm-hmm. to stop doing that. Exactly. And, uh, and and so many times over the years, you know, I'd stand up and preach. I know you and Dean did the same thing, Jackie, and I sure had it happen many times. And we'd tell the story about somebody uh, being sick that was healed or somebody being healed of cancer or somebody blind eyes open or deaf ears mm-hmm. unstopped or devils cast out or whatever great, wonderful thing that God had done. And, and immediately after church was over, some dear saint, some precious person would come up right. to me and they'd say, well, now, Brother Terry, my, my, my grandmother loved God and she died of cancer. Right. You know, my, my, my grandmother loved God and she, she died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I always stop and say, look, dear heart, there's no question your grandmother loved God. I, right. I didn't say that. I'm not judging her. Right. There's no question God loved her. There's no question about that. That's an absolute fact. She loved God. He loved her. I'm just saying that that somehow, 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 the devil got in and to steal, kill, and destroy because that's what he does. That's it. But that has nothing to do with the love of God. People always want to yeah, equate things right. back to the love of God. Right. And they say, well, if God loves me, then he'll just bless me forever and nothing <laughs> bad will ever happen to me. Well, that would have been true had Adam oh, not right. sinned in the Garden of Eden. Oh, my. It's kind of like the statement I make so many times to say, well, it, didn't really, it wouldn't really matter where you go to church if there wasn't a devil. Right. If there wasn't a devil, and, you could just go to kicker. any old church in town and it wouldn't make there any difference, but there is a devil. That's right. And you need a church and a pastor that's Bible teaching, Bible based, the the blood of Jesus, the uh-huh. covenant of God, that's teaching the authority and dominion of God. You need a pastor that can fight hell for you, not just a pastor that'll say, oh, well, must be God's will. Yeah. Or like Brother Hagin said, patted him on the head and said, well, just, try, you know, Calm down and just try to make it easy on yourself while you're dying. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. You know? Are these messages where they get up and say, everything's God's will? I heard, a, I heard a TV preacher say the other day, he said, you know, if you're in a really bad spot, if you're in a valley, if you're in a horrible test and a horrible right. trial, don't ask God to get you out of it because yeah, it's his will. He's the, one that, he's the one that puts you there. <laughs> and I was, you know, you know, he's in the room with me. I was yelling at the TV, you know, I say, like, what? God yeah. didn't put them in that situation. No, but that's God's right. there to get them out. No, but if, that's but right. if you as a preacher convince them that they're supposed to be there, God wants them there, God right. put them there, they're not going to use faith to get out of it. No, and it, it emancipates the will of the believer to be a co-laborer with the Lord in every situation in life. And if you think God's been part of the problem, then it complicates your exit from that, and it and it delays your act of faith, oh, if absolutely. any. Every Christian has to absolutely, Renee, they have to divorce right. the idea that God is the cause of their problem. God did not cause their problem. God is not at the root of their problem. God does not want them to have the problem. God's there to get them out of the problem. But as long as they believe God, God, it's God's will, then they don't want to do anything to get out of it because in their heart they're thinking, well, I'm a good Christian and I love God and I don't want to go against his will. And if it's his will to do these bad things to me, then I just need to enjoy it. No, 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 no. That's a lie from hell. That's right. You know, Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the The secret secret place place. of the Most High. (laughs) That's that's the defining concept there, Terry, is that it's where you're thinking, where you're living, where you're believing is going to determine how you ascend over the trials and uh, attacks of no, this absolutely. life. Where are, you, where are you living? He that lives, he that dwells, dwells in the secret place on, of the Most in. High yeah. shall abide under, shall live yeah, under the shadow of the Almighty. How does he do that? Verse 2, for I will say. So, for I will yeah. say. It always comes back to confession. It's, it always comes back to mouth. words. It always comes yeah. back to what's coming out of your mouth. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. The word says, by your words you'll be justified. By your words you'll you're be condemned. condemned. 
you know, a friend of mine wrote a book years and years ago called Hung by the Tongue. Right. <laughs> you know, you get hung by the tongue. We, no, we, that's we right. let our tongue go, go flopping around saying all kind of ungodly things, and the devil hangs us with it. Well, and it's, that's, again, that brings us back to the fact that ignorance so many times causes Christians to respond in a religious way or a soulish way sure. that does not uh, invoke faith. We know that faith pleases God. And if we're going to have authority and the church is going to walk in the authority that we that we know we've been told to do, then we're going to have to know really what the word of God says about how to function in that, how to think about it, how to have understanding. And Proverbs tells us to cry out for understanding, to raise your voice for insight. I mean, the passion of that is where the believer gets involved in the prayer concept. And one little verse of scripture that's been so helpful to me was over here in uh, Psalm Uh, It was Psalm 109, and it says, um, but I will resort to prayer. That's the first thing it says, in return for my love. In other words, people have persecuted me. People have criticized me. It says here, but I will resort to prayer. And when you learn some things about prayer, you've got to learn to know what to actually say to walk in that kind of authority. And if people are ignorant of the power prayers that are in the yeah, Word of God. They're just praying religious prayers. They heard yeah, in church they're not somewhere. Gonna, they're not going to have anything, but if or they're not going to have the desired results that they have, and then they get confused, and then they get over playing uh, mental gymnastics in well, their head. Well, if you're in that, everything's God's in control, so everything's yeah. God's will, so right. so therefore their prayers don't don't work because they think everything's God's will, so they're not going to pray. Yeah, and even but if... But it, it still comes back to Psalms 91. I, I will, will say, say of the Lord, of the Lord. He, he is my refuge. He is, is my, my fortress. fortress. You know, he is El Shaddai. He is, he is Jehovah Chira. He is yeah. Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is Jehovah Sikhanu. He is Jehovah Sabah. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He is the my righteousness, my comforter, my healer, it's my God. He, he is the, the Rose of Sharon, the, the bright and morning star, uh, the, the most beautiful of 10,000. He is the, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the Ancient of Days. He, he is the Rock of Ages. He is, you know, it comes back to what you say. No, Jesus asked him in, in Matthew 16, he said, who, who do men say that I am? <laughs> and so they gave him some nonsense. You're John the right, Baptist. Right, you're, right. Not, you're Elijah or Elisha. He said, no, but who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And they said, well, Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Simon Barjona, blessed are you for heaven. Uh, flesh and blood does not reveal that to you, but my father, which is in heaven. But anyway, it says, surely he delivers me. Psalms 91 from the snare of the fowler. Surely. I'm saying that surely he delivers absolute, me. It's an absolute Surely he delivers promise. me from terrorists. Right. You know those people that got killed and and, and hurt and injured in that in that uh, market uh, attack, a terrorist attack, demon possessed terrorist uh, a few weeks ago in in uh, in London when they drove on the London Bridge and killed people and then they jumped mm-hmm. out of their cars and right. and took knives and, and and killed people and stabbed people and slit their throats, even cut off some people's heads and even grabbed dinner forks off the table and stabbed some little girls. That's that's insane. That's demon possessed. No sane person does yeah. that. Uh, but but you know they were they were just minding their own business, Renee. They were just out at dinner. You know, you can just be out at dinner right here in America, just right. out at some nice dinner or at a movie or at a at, or at church or whatever, right. and some right. demon-possessed no. person runs matter. in to kill, steal, and destroy. But that's what Jesus said he does. He said the thief, John 10, 10, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, but I've come that you might have righteousness, but I might have life and that more abundantly. Right. Well, we don't have to be setting ducks and cannon fodder for right. the devil. When we walk in that restaurant, we say the blood of Jesus on this restaurant. 
I'm here because right. I'm here. God's here. The well, angels and that's are here. Part of the you protection telling. of God's here. You know, you know, you're with me all over the world. I always pray those kind of things. That night that's we right. were in London, and I told you the natives were restless and something was going on in the spirit. And I had an unction. You know, I took you down to Piccadilly Circus one night, and, and I just kept turning around. I would walk a few, you know, a little bit, and then I'd turn and look 360 degrees. We'd walk. I'd turn look 360 degrees. And I'd just praying and listening to the Holy Ghost and following unctions. Right. You know, I teach people all that for years to follow an unction. You know, if you feel like you ought to turn left, turn left. You right, know, feel like right. you ought to turn right, turn right. And pretty soon you'll get a you'll get an unction. You'll 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 begin to recognize. Oh, that's that same voice I heard. That was God. No, that's right. And or either that wasn't the voice. That wasn't the voice that I heard last time. That wasn't God. It. Yeah. Right. And, and when you walk in a restaurant, own it. The blood of Jesus on this restaurant. And he goes on to say he'll he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. He'll cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you'll trust. His truth is your shield and your mm-hmm. buckler. And you shall not be afraid. There it is. You shall not be afraid for the terror or the terrorism or the spirit of terrorism by night or for the arrow or the knife or the fork or the gun or the bomb or the explosion that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. He tells you, you're, you're protected and blessed if you'll, if you'll dwell in that secret right. place of the Almighty. If you get up there under those wings, he said his wings will cover you with his feathers. It's like an old mama chicken will, will have, her, have her wings spread out, and the little chicks get all up in there under the, under the feathers. They're totally protected. But one little chick decides, you know, i got a better idea. And I want to run over here and see what this is about. Well, Mama, Mama can't leave all these she's got protected, no, and her right. wings doesn't stretch out far enough to cover right. him. Right. And so here comes a chicken hawk and comes in there and swoops him up My and goodness. has him for dinner. Seen it happen. And it's his fault. It's not Mama's fault. No, no, not no. Not God's fault. No, no, no. No, you, you've got to stay under those feathers. And then he said uh, a thousand. I love this part, and I've, I've quoted it. There's just no telling how many times a thousand. Fall at your will fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand. I tell you, if you're right in the middle of a war zone, you can put that word into effect that a thousand fall at your side, ten thousand your right side. It will not come near me. Only with your eyes you behold and see the reward behold of the wicked, because the you've made the Lord, which yeah. is your refuge, the most high your habitation. Therefore, no evil shall befall thee. Man, what right. a deal! Well, no we, evil, no evil, no evil, no evil shall befall me. Neither any plague. Come now, my dwelling. Well, cancer is a plague. Age is a plague. All these diseases are plagues. This is no, no plague. No plague. No plague shall come now, thy dwelling. For he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your way, and they'll bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. What a promise of God. Well, in all of these scriptures there, Psalm 91, is are things that, that our family, your family, I mean, we've just telling them all the time that this is the, like this is the, the, the foundation of every level of protection. Like you were reading today in those scriptures in Psalm 54, I mean, Isaiah 54. But then Psalm 91, all of that is all part of really what we could call Christian preparedness. No, absolutely. So that you are ready for the attack. You don't just jump out of bed one day and become a faith hero and you're ready to face, you know, like a ninja warrior. No, exactly. Ta-da, I'm ready to face the terrorists today. No, you've got to build that mindset on sure. the inside of you. Otherwise, the natural human nature of fear will dominate your life forever. But if you'll learn to put these scriptures that, that you're reading in there and, and say them, pray them, believe them, confess them, then you begin to create an atmosphere in your own soul 
to be on the attack, be ready. And you don't just nonchalantly go into a restaurant or wake up every day and just not. You're always, like you said in London there, looking around, checking it out, seeing. You're like a soldier. You're and, like and somebody. And the next day, we yeah, on the way to the, the airport. airport. I yeah. told you again, I said, something's going on. The natives oh, are resting. Goodness. Something's happening. Yeah. And we were praying and praying in tongues. And, they had, and, and so when we got to the airport, yeah. they actually, the, the American Airlines actually came outside and met us on the curb. They wouldn't right. even let us in the building. Right. And they came outside and checked our passports outside. Oh, they were very nervous. Checked our tickets <laughs> outside. And I said to you then, I said, yep, it's definitely something's going There's down. Something I mean, they're scared. Down. They were very scared. And they had had that when first we, Then when truck, we got through you know, right. uh, security, got right. actually got in the airport and through security, then uh, then we saw on the news or on right. our phones or whatever, we saw that, that down on London Bridge, that right. truck had run over people and, and jumped out I had out somebody and immediately officer. when we got in the building mm-hmm. that day text me from America yeah, one of our friends. to say, how are you? Are you okay? Where are you right now? Right. Because there's and, been an attack in London. And we knew it in the spirit. Right. And I'm convinced, Renee, it, it was pro- targeted for the airport. It didn't happen because we were there at London Heathrow. We right. were there. We had pled the blood of Jesus. We knew in the spirit already <laughs> the devil was right. on the rampage, that That's evil right. was a was afoot, that, that the natives were rescued, that the spirits were, were trying to attack. And so we just began to plead the blood and take authority where we were. No, that's right. And it and didn't I happen wanna, at the airport. I want to put in a plug something that you and I talked about and then you mentioned in your service on Sunday in Texas was that, that you know, it doesn't really matter who gets the credit uh, in prayer or confession exactly. for stopping a terror attack. Who cares? But prayer is the best covert weapon that you've got. Oh, absolutely. When you're standing in your kitchen or in your bedroom or driving That's why in your car. I appreciate our prayer partners praying yeah. for us around the world. I mean, when you when you are, are just driving in your car. My daughter said the other day she had just picked up her little girl from daycare. And they, she'd been there for Mother's Day out and was driving home. She said, Mother... I got in the car and I just, all of a sudden, I just had this unction to pray in the spirit really hard. And see, if you'll follow those things, like Terry said about just, you know, uh, turn left or, or go here or stop here. Don't go down there yet. Any of those small little unctions, you'll learn to hear the voice of the Lord. And you'll learn to take authority. You'll learn to speak exactly what the Holy Ghost says in your spirit. The Lord will bring up somebody maybe three or four times in a morning. Pray for them. He'll tell you to pray about a certain scripture. Go look that scripture up and read above and below so you get the information God's trying to give you. And then you begin to use that in a covert military uh, action, <laughs> you know, as a warfare tool for you. I was look. I was looking at this wonderful scripture over here in Psalm sixty-five, and and this really tells everybody that you can do this. He just says, "Oh, you who hear prayer, to you will all flesh come." And I Amen. just think that's one of the most profound things. North, south, east, or west, on any continent on this planet, God will hear your prayer. And if you'll go before Him and pray the Word of God, you know, like we've you, we've taught sure. on Hosea fourteen. Too, when you go before the Lord, take Take with you words. words. Well, the most obvious words that God would honor would be His own. His own own words. You bring His words. In fact, in in fact, you need to tell God. He said, "Remind me of my word. Put me in remembrance." Of my word, you know the scripture we've been we used to use all the time in our daily lives in churches and anywhere else we are is First Corinthians ten eleven it says we we are the ones right all I mean we're it yeah. tag you're it it says we are the ones are on the whom ones. the ends of the world has come or the end of the ages what is that song says. the kids all sing we are the champions <laughs> you yeah, know I, don't like I that. mean that's us I mean we're the ones that are called into the you know if we're more than conquerors you know my, if we're the you people know my dear of God. friend my dear friend Janie Grind who's in heaven today. Uh, 
when she first heard that song, she was in her house and that, that song came on. I think Queen did it. Uh, not that I would know anything Queen did, but Janie told me this story. And uh, uh, it came on like Johnny Carson show or some late night show or something. And, and they were singing up there singing, We Are the Champions. And uh, Bill, her husband, Bill Grind, was, uh, heard it. He was standing there in the living room. And it made him so mad because it related to more, We Are More Than Conquerors. Uh, in the Bible, and he was thinking that's what they were saying, mm -hmm. you know. And so he said, "Danny, Danny, come here, sit down, write a song, write a song that we're more than conquerors. They're not more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors." <laughs> and she sat down and wrote that beautiful, wonderful song that churches sing all over the world that we are, we are more than conquerors. Let me finish this in Psalms ninety-one, then we're going to have to go. Uh, I, I, he, after he said, "No evil befall thee, neither any plague come now thy dwelling," for he give his angels charge over thee and keep thee in all thy way. They they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Then verse 13, you shall tread or step on or stomp on or trample underfoot the lion and the adder. Adder's a snake. The young lion and the dragon you will trample under feet. Verse 14 is to the end is powerful. It says, because he set his love upon me. This is God talking back to us. God says, because you set your love upon me, therefore I will, I love this, I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you have known my name. You shall call on me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you with long life. I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Boy, that's a, that Psalms 91 will get you going. Boy, that's right. And it's all of those wonderful absolute statements from the word of God that there, as you said, need to be no opinion, no discussion about. They are absolute truths. And we can take those things to the bank. And nobody needs to feel backward or insecure about it or wonder if God's going to honor it. No, <laughs> there, there's nothing double-minded about a statement like that, especially out of Psalm 91. No, absolutely. I tell you what, the Bible is about faith. It's about what we call the word of faith. It's, it's not just getting up in the pulpit and preaching, a, well, God loves me so much he can't stand it, and God loves me so much I can't stand it, and God loves me so much I'm the apple of his eye. God right. loves me so much. I heard one preacher say one time, he said, oh, God just loves you so much, he just sits on his throne 24 hours a day trying to figure out how he can make you happy. Well, that, that, those kind of things will get you in trouble. No, that's right. And it really dumbs down the gospel and sure dumbs down the ministry to thinking that that's dumbs all down about God. Yeah, it just dumbs down everything sure about he the, loves us. He loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son for us. That's enough. Yeah. And it, it's all just such a higher class concept of everything that we're set here in the earth to do. It's life and death. And it's the, as Proverbs says, it's about the precious life of a man or a woman. Absolutely. And it comes down to you and I really, uh, doing our job without cowardice, without questioning anything that we're doing, that we know the absolute truth of the Word of God. Amen. Well, our time has gone for today, and we are so thankful you're out there listening. We believe, as Paul said, that we are washing your feet with the Word of God. And Jesus said, now are you clean through these things that he was teaching them. And so we just want to participate in the ministry of the Lord Jesus by giving you the word of God that will help wash out the things that are not of God in your life and will help get things ready for the purity and the power of all that God has for you in the time on that you're spending here on earth to do a have a productive life personally and as well on behalf of the ministry because it is life and death and it is for eternity well thank you again for listening to terry mize ministries uh, podcast you can get these all archived every podcast that we've done over the last several months you can go to terry mize and you can
can take advantage of all of that. I mean, you can nearly put yourself through Bible school over what we taught the last uh, several months and gathered not only information, but I believe things that will be give you line upon line, precept upon precept to build strength and faith into yeah, your what life. What we're talking about is practical stuff that you, yeah, you, it's very you, put, practical. In, you put into practice in the real, in the real world. Because we're not, we're not just trying to give you information and impress you with what we know. We we want to really give you the tools that'll help you live twenty four seven in a very powerful and productive way. And then you can always find the current podcast on terrymize dot com, and invite your friends to go to that. And then any other thing that you would need a prayer request, you can always call the office here in Tulsa. You can also get online and you can communicate with us that way. And then also. Any of our materials, our podcast, and our itinerary is there as well. Well, God bless you all. We love you very much. We look forward to hearing from you and your testimonies, and we'll see you next time on Terry Mize Ministries podcast. God bless you. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.